When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. I'm Eric Steven, your host. It is Friday, uh, September 30th, and we are heading into the weekend. The Dodgers are at home where they will be for a very long time. Um, but yeah, to do... Uh, to, to get that home part of their schedule now. Um, they had to finish off a road uh, series, their last one of the regular season. Uh, they did so by beating the Padres. The The Dodgers have won all six series against the Padres this year. They won 14 out of 19 against them. Uh, they've won nine straight series against the Padres dating back to last year. Uh, the Thursday night hero was Miguel Vargas, who got a spot start. Um and delivered three RBIs. Uh, Trace Thompson was originally in the lineup to start in left, but was a scratch. Uh, Dave Roberts said before the game that um, Thompson had a personal matter to attend to, and he left the team, but is supposed to be back with them in L.A. on on Friday. Um, so Miguel Vargas slotted into left field. Uh, it's just his eighth start of the month um, since getting called back up. He delivered a sacrifice fly in the second uh, for the Dodgers' first run of the game. And then in a 2-2 game in the sixth, uh, Pierce Johnson was in, um, and Vargas uh, fell behind 1-2, uh, ended up evening the count, and then hitting a single up the middle uh, for a two-run uh, two run single uh, to break the tie. That ended up being the, the winning runs of the game. The Dodgers won 5-2. Um, Vargas's last game was five days ago, uh, and he had a two-run shot in that one for his first big league home run, so not a bad two games for him. Uh, five RBIs in those two games. Um, 
it's one of those things like I don't want to get ahead of myself and like think this means Vargas is a lock for the postseason roster or anything. We've we've certainly talked about uh, the postseason roster quite a bit uh, in both leading off podcast and the lineup with Jacob Birch. Um, uh, you know, we all sort of know how this this goes, but the, just the fact that he's active uh, makes him, um, you know have a chance like the the and it's not i'm not talking about for like eligibility reasons i'm i'm thinking more how they're using him um and the fact that they they do sort of trust him to a point now a small sample size he only has 43 big league at bats he's hitting 195 with a 502 ops ops again only 43 plate appearances um uh to his credit vargas doesn't really strike out a lot Uh, it's just 21 percent in the majors it was 14.6 in AAA. That's well below average, both. Um, he's going to be fine, especially in the long term. But, like, what does that mean for this season? Uh, now, Dave Roberts was asked about it after the game. Um, Jack Harris tweeted this out, and they uh, showed it on Sportsnet LA, too, uh, about Vargas. And Dave Roberts said, quote, His name is certainly in the mix to make the postseason roster. Absolutely. He was asked directly about uh, Vargas there uh, making the postseason roster. So, yeah, I mean, it's just something that we'll see how it plays out. We, we've talked about this before. Now, there's the Dodgers basically been using uh, four players to cover center field and left field, basically, uh, plus, you know, a, a lot of second base for Chris Taylor, too, in there. But it's, you know, Cody Bellinger, um, Chris Taylor, uh, Trace Thompson, and Joey Gallo. Um, they all have flaws uh, in various ways, like, uh, Gallo and Thompson strike out a ton. Thompson's been the best, like when he actually makes contact, though. So like, uh, Bell- Bellinger, you know, provides the de- defense in center and like is like very, very slowly but surely like <laughs> having the occasional good game. Offensively, Taylor's been he- hitting a little bit better and been playing a little more often. But like Joey Gallo in particular, he's in a funk, right? Like. Uh, that's what you're just going to get with these guys. Um, after homering on um, September 19th, that was uh, 10 days ago, or I guess 11 days ago now, Gallo is 2 for 15 with 4 walks and 12 strikeouts. <laughs> He's basically, it's like strikeout or walk almost at the point uh, going up to the plate now. On the season, Gallo's strikeout rate is 39.8%. That's with the Dodgers and Yankees. With just the Dodgers, it's 421 now, this is a pregame quote from Roberts, not talking about Gallo specifically, but he was asked about the sort of high uh, strikeout uh, rate among, like, the Dodgers six through nine spots, and it's mostly those four guys I was talking about, although, you know, mix in a few others here and there. This is what Roberts said before the game. Um, you don't ever want to say, hey, don't strike out, but when you're looking at north of 40% strikeout percentage, uh, that just doesn't play well in the postseason. No one is trying to strike out, but moving the ball forward is paramount. So, again, Vargas doesn't strike out relative to the other guys, but, you know, he also is the least proven, but also has a load of talent. And, like, you you never know, depending on what the matchups are, just how they're going to go. And just the fact that Vargas is still getting starts here, um, even occasionally, bodes well, uh, even if it doesn't mean he's going to be active in the postseason. But if he does, like... I think they're comfortable with them. So it's just something to think about. Uh, we still have a little less than two weeks before that decision needs to be made, but it was a good moment for Vargas, a good couple games for him. Uh, in the three-game series against Padres, the, the real star was, I think, the Dodgers just overall pitching. Uh, the starters were really good, including um, uh, we'll get to the, the sort of the bolt guy on uh, Thursday, but the, the bullpen, they used like a mix-and-match style, which is sort of 
I think, how they envision an ideal bullpen. Uh, especially with one, not one lockdown closer, um, you know, sort of the post-Kimbrel setup. Um, and it worked pretty much for all three games, save uh, except for the one Kimbrel slip-up on Tuesday where he was wild. But they were particularly effective against Manny Machado in key spots, the relievers were. So relievers faced Machado six times in three games with a total of 10 runners on base. He was 0 for 6 with four strikeouts in those spots. Now, I'm also counting Bruzdar Gratterall here. He was the opener Thursday, so he pitched the first inning. But part of the reason he does that is because you you sort of know exactly who he's going to face um, at that point, and like ahead of time. So uh, he did face Machado with two on. He got him to fly out with two on base in the first, and that was Gratterall's only inning. So it was a reliever-type situation, obviously not late in the game. But all the other stuff was late in the game. Chris Martin was sort of the big um, Machado... Gitter, I guess, in the series. Uh, he struck out Machado uh, with the bases loaded in the 8th on Tuesday and then struck him out again with two runners on in the 7th on Thursday. David Price pitching his first game in, uh, this month after missing time with left wrist soreness. He got Machado to ground out to end the game on Thursday, earning the save. They're just like, you know, whoever's the last guy up is going to be the save guy. Uh, Evan Phillips and Tommy Canely both pitched the first two games of the series, so they were down. Uh, so, yeah, they, they're just getting a lot of effective innings from a lot of guys so it sort of bodes well going into the postseason the other thing is sort of they were I think um getting Andrew Heaney ready for probably what his role is going to be in the postseason they they had Heaney uh, uh go in the second inning after Gratterall um and that's the first time is this year he wasn't used as a starter uh he ended up pitching four scoreless innings with six strikeouts and, you know, more important, most importantly, given how he's pitched of late, he kept the ball in the ballpark. He didn't allow any runs, let alone home runs. So you figure that's how he's going to be used in the postseason, and I think it just it just bodes well for them. So now uh, the Dodgers are uh, back home. We'll talk a little bit more about what's left on the schedule uh, after the break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Thursday uh, was the Dodgers' last road game of the season, the regular season anyway. They don't play another game outside of Dodger Stadium until October 14th. That is uh, two weeks away. That's game three of the NLDS. Um, Dodgers were 54-27 and 27 on the road. That's the most road wins in franchise history. Uh, this year, that's better than 26 Major League teams' home records. To put that in perspective, how good they've been playing. Um, on the road, they have a plus 190 run differential. That's the third best in the majors since 1901. Only the 1939 Yankees and the 1906 Cubs were better. 
the Dodgers this year as a team had a 2.54 ERA away from home. That's the best road ERA in uh, the majors since 1920. Uh, coincidentally, that was also a Dodgers team. Uh, Brooklyn that year had a 2.47 road ERA. Um, there were, uh, uh, I think, 1968. Uh, I believe Cleveland, I don't have it in front of me, they were 255, but that was famously the year of the pitcher. Uh, so either way, it was going to be like an historic um, road ERA, just as low as for being as low as it was. Freddie Freeman um, has 46 doubles on the season. 29 of those came in road games. That's one shy of the team record for road doubles in a season. The, you know, the record everyone talks about. Um Jimmy Johnston in 1921 did that. Wes Parker also did it in 1970. Uh, Freeman had 109 hits on the road. Uh, Trey Turner had 102. The 109 hits are the fourth most in L.A. Dodger history on the road. Freeman scored 64 runs uh, on the road. That were that was the most since Sean Green scored 73 in the on the road in 2001. That 73 is tied with uh, Eddie Stanky for the club record for road runs scored. That's hard to say. Uh, very like a bunch of times fast. Uh, Mookie Betts on the road, 19 home runs and 20 doubles. Uh, he's he's not too far off from that at home too, and they still have six more games left, so it's not you know uh, it's not that you know that out of line. But it, I just thought that was a nice little uh, number for him. Julio Urias started 17 road games. He was 11 and four with a 1.94 ERA. And if you go by uniforms. Um, the Dodgers were uh, 34 and 16 wearing the Dodgers gray jerseys. Um, they were 20 and 10 wearing Los Angeles uh, gray jerseys. Um, now, earlier in the season, uh, they started off um, uh, the season wearing the Los Angeles jerseys. The first 27 road games of the year were the Los Angeles ones, which I believe are technically their their. Um, standard road jersey, or at least official standard road jersey, and the Dodgers ones are the alternates. But then, uh, beginning in um, in June, they uh, started wearing Dodgers on the road. I believe it was a supply issue, uh, part of the reason why they waited so long. But then they basically uh, wore the Dodgers for 50 out of 51 games on the road. Uh, the only uh, one they didn't was a June 10th game in San Francisco, which was a, the all blue city connect uniforms, which they, they lost that game. And then they went back to the Los Angeles jerseys for this last road, uh, game road series of the year. So uh, a little bit weird. Uh, it's probably weird that I keep track of this, but it's just a fun little thing. I wrote about it on the site. I will link to it in the show notes. Um, but now the Dodgers are back home. They have six games all against the Rockies, uh, to close out the regular season. Clayton Kershaw starts the opener on Friday uh, against Chad Cool, who shut out the Dodgers earlier this year at Coors Field, uh, which was memorable. Um, Kershaw is probably going to start uh, two games in the series, including uh, the last day of the season on Wednesday. So um, who knows if that's just going to be like a tune-up type start or what. But, they, you know, again, they do have the five days off in between the NLDS. So we'll see how they sort of play that. Um, Dave Roberts did say earlier today Tony Gonsolin's pitching uh, starting on Monday. So... They have that sort of locked in too. Um, so right now the Dodgers are 108 and 48, <laughs> which is weird. Uh, 60 games over 500, um, but they're six games up on the Astros, who have been amazing in their own right. Uh, 102 and 54, but there's only six games left to play. So the the Dodgers sort of magic number, as it were, 
to clinch the best record in baseball is just one. Um, if the Dodgers win one more game or the Astros lose one more, the Dodgers will clinch the best record in baseball. And that means home field advantage in any series they play through the World Series. So uh, that seems like a pretty cool thing uh, if they can, uh, as long as they keep playing, you know. So we saw that last year they lost um, two walk-off games to the Braves who had home field in the NLCS because the Dodgers didn't win the division. This year, uh, they're going to be home to start every series they play, likely. So that's a good thing. But as we've, we've seen, given the numbers I just sort of rattled off, they also did very well on the road. They're, turns out they're just a good team. Uh, a couple other things in sight for the weekend. Uh, so the Dodgers with 108 wins, um, they match. That's the most in the National League tied uh in the last 113 seasons, uh, the 1975 Reds, the Big Red Machine, was were also also had 108 wins. 86 Mets also had 108 wins, but no NL team has had more than that since the 1909 Pirates. They won 110, and the Dodgers still have six games left, so they have a chance to make some hay there. So uh, it's it's pretty incredible this run they're on, and yeah, I hope you enjoy some baseball this weekend. It's all going to be at home. And thank you for listening. We will talk to you again uh, next week.